I want to thank you guys for coming to celebrate Easter with us. And our heart is that it doesn't just remain a celebration, but that it motivates us to move and to carry on the mission that God has called us to. My hope is that we don't respond to this the same way my kids tend to in the home. So I have four kids, and my kids love to play on electronics. I think they might actually be up in the loft doing that right now. They love to be on their electronics. But in our household, we, we have rules. They're not allowed to play until a certain time. And some days, there's a set time. Other days, we're really flexible with that. But we as a parents decide that. And the issue is, on certain days when they maybe don't know what time they could play, they just linger the whole time sort of hang around us, you're walking around, you walk down the hallway, and all of a sudden a kid shows up, can I play? Can I play? Like, no, just go, just go. And then other times when they know the set time, they're just laying around. Like, I've got one kid, he's kind of like hanging on the banister, just like making random sounds. I walk into the kitchen, one of my kids is just literally laying on the kitchen floor, just laying there, I don't know how many times Angela and I say to our kids, go do something. Like, go play in your room, go read a book, run outside, just do something. They just sort of linger waiting, waiting for the opportunity to play on their electronics. My hope is that Easter, while it's a time for us to reflect and celebrate, it's not something that causes us to just stand around, to linger, but that it would motivate us to move. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series on the last words of Jesus on the cross, but we recognize that those aren't his last words, that Jesus would come back to life and speak many more words to his disciples. And the beautiful truth is for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, one day we will hear him speak words to us. But in his words after the resurrection, he compelled his followers to move. In the gospel recorded for us by John one of Jesus' disciples, John shares about Mary Magdalene, not Jesus' mother Mary, but a Mary who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Her life was changed when she met him. And on the morning, the first Easter morning, she runs to the tomb to grieve. And when she gets there, she realizes that the stone is rolled away, there's no body, and that breaks her heart. She begins weeping. And in her weeping, Jesus shows up, but she's so distraught that she doesn't even recognize who he is. She thinks he's a gardener. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, speaking of Jesus, she says, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. And then Jesus says one word. He speaks her name. He says, Mary. And instantly, she recognizes who he is. And what I see in that is there is coming a day for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ where he will speak our name. Jesus said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. And he will speak our name and we will know within an instant, that's our Lord. But he speaks our name and we're given this impression that, he, that she begins to cling to him. The, the picture, the image is almost as if she falls on her knees and wraps her arms around his legs. Imagine what she has gone through. She watched the crucifixion. She had lost him once. If she had anything to do with it, she was never going to lose him again. But listen to what Jesus says to her. Jesus says, do not hold on to me, 
For I have, have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Jesus looks at her and says, don't cling to me, but rather go tell the rest. Because I want to give us some options this morning as we consider Easter. We could cling or we can carry a message. She could have stayed there all day long just holding on to Jesus or she could go and tell the disciples the good news that she had just found. We have an opportunity. Easter should not be just a moment where we pause and reflect and stand and cling. It should be something that compels us to go and tell others the great news that we have. In fact, notice what Jesus says. He says, go and tell my brothers. All in, up until this point, they had been disciples, followers, friends even. But now, because Jesus had paid the penalty for sin and come back to life, their family relationship has changed. They have become brothers of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, go tell them. We are called to go and tell others of this great news and tell Mary did. It says, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Peter also recorded a gospel account of Jesus' life for us. He, he spoke it to a man named John Mark, and we have it recorded for us in the gospel titled Mark. And we're told there that when Mary arrives, she finds them mourning. They're locked away in a room. They're weeping and mourning. And Jesus shows up. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, notice what he says, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. When Jesus finds them, they're weeping and mourning and in hiding. And Jesus says, go do something. I'm sending you. We can cling or we can carry a message. We can mope or we can move. It was this time last year that we celebrated Easter service simply through the camp. On Good Friday, Caleb, myself, and a couple other members of our team sat on this stage and shared communion with you through the television screen. And none of us at that time thought we would be in that place still. We thought for sure by Easter... None of us thought that today our world would still be the way that it is. Difficult, confusing, frustrating. But what we can do is stand around and complain and mope and whine or just maybe we can move. We could carry on the mission that Jesus has called us to carry on. 
Jesus says, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. He came with a very specific, unique mission, one that we can't carry. His first mission was to make an atonement or make a payment for our sins. But he also came to preach the kingdom of heaven, and having made that atonement, Jesus says, I'm now sending you to carry on that message of the kingdom of heaven. And notice that he says to the disciples twice, peace be with you. It wasn't just a greeting, it was a declaration of reality. Because of his death and resurrection, there was now peace between them and their father. Just as as Pastor Pete shared, we were once enemies of God. But because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can now become brothers and sisters at peace with our father through Jesus Christ. That's the message we are compelled to move with. And in this context, Jesus makes a statement that often is difficult to understand. He says, if you forgive sins, they are forgiven. If you don't, they are not. And it wasn't that Jesus was giving them the same authority that he held. The disciples didn't have the authority to forgive sins. But they carried a message that declared whether sins were forgiven or not. So we live in a a cultural setting in which we believe in this idea of universalism that always leads to God and all paths can get you there, but that's not what these men understood. They would go on in understanding the message of Jesus and say there is only one name by which men can be saved because they heard Jesus say to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And so when Jesus is saying to them, if you forgive sins, they're forgiven, he's saying that in declaring this message, those who receive it receive the forgiveness of sins, but those who reject it remain unforgiven. He would say the same thing to Peter, Matthew chapter 16. We read that Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter speaks up and he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus commends him for his words and says, I will build my church. And then he says to him, you possess the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bound or bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loose. It's the same concept. What he's saying is that based on this declaration, this message that I am the Son of God, the Messiah. Those who believe will be free. Those who reject remain bound. And perhaps you're here this morning and never heard this truth or you're listening at home, you never heard this truth. I pray that today would be the day you receive the peace that can be yours with the Father that only comes through Jesus Christ. That's the message that we're compelled to move with. And it's the message that we're empowered to move with. Jesus would speak to his disciples many times after the resurrection. And in many occasions he would call them to carry out this message. And on one occasion he goes to them and he says, I want you to wait, into, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. And in hearing that, given the, the prophecy of their Old Testament, given the prophecy of their history, they believed that that meant the ushering in of the new Israel. And so they rightfully say, does this mean you're establishing the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus says this, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Notice that he doesn't say, I command you to receive. I command you to be. 
He says, you will. You will have the power through the Holy Spirit. You will be my witnesses. If we are followers of Jesus Christ, it's our identity. It's who we are. More than apologists or theologians or philosophers, we are witnesses. We simply share with the world what we have seen and heard. And that's what these men would do. There would be religious leaders and other authorities who would tell them to stop speaking and they would say, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And even men like Philip and Stephen who were basically given the task to care for widows in the church would be witnesses of this message and would lead others to follow Jesus Christ. Our calling, if we believe in Jesus Christ, is not just to cling to Easter, it's to be witnesses of Easter. It's to be witnesses of a Lord and Savior who died and came back to life so that we can live. But that's not where we find them right away. We read this in Acts chapter 1, verse 9. It says, After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Why are you still standing here? Go do something. So we could stand staring into the sky or just possibly we could live like Jesus were alive. We could stand staring into the sky like it's falling and freaking out and concerned about everything or we could live like Jesus is alive. We could stand staring in the sky just waiting for Christ to come back because we so desperately want to be out of this world or we could live like Jesus is alive. Jesus compelled us to move, to go do something, to not stand. The the, the angels show up and say, why are you standing looking into the sky? Go do something. We could be hanging on the banisters. Oh, Lord, just come back quickly. We could be laying on the kitchen floor. Or we could live as if Jesus were alive. I choose to move. To not stand staring. To not cling. To not mope. But to live in the reality of Easter that my Savior lives and has compelled me to share that message with the world around me. I pray that we all would move with the message that God has called us to. That Easter would not be a moment for us to just stand and reflect, but it would be a moment that compels us to live as if our Savior is alive. Would you pray with me? God, we joke all weekend, this is our Super Bowl. There's no greater moment in all of history. So often we speak of the cross, and the cross has so much weight and power. In that moment, you paid for our sins. You took the wrath of the Father upon yourself, Lord Jesus. But the truth is, without the resurrection, you would just be a dead Savior. Without the resurrection, there's no life 
Without the resurrection, we remain dead ourselves. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, there's no resurrection. We should be pitied more than all other men. Because we have no hope. Sacrificed for nothing. But Lord, he would say that understanding the truth that you are alive. He saw you with his own eyes. And in seeing you, he was transformed and compelled to preach a message to a lost world around him. Lord, I ask that Easter would remind us, compel us to be on a mission. To not stand staring in the sky, waiting till you come back. We know you're coming again and you will take us to be where you are. But until that day, Lord, compel us to live as if you're alive. To move with the mission to see others come to know this truth in a world that is in need of peace, in a world that is in need of some sort of answer, we can reveal to them that through Jesus Christ we become brothers and sisters at peace with the Father and have new life. We thank you for this day and what it represents, but we pray that it would just compel us to live each and every day with the mission that you've tasked us with. As you were sent, Lord, you've sent us. Let us go. Let us tell. I pray this in Jesus' name.